Bacon bit. Oh, that was such an impressive accent. Thank, Thank you, you so I'm much. I'm talking like a Scottish man. <laughs> you sound like Merida a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Merida with a, with a cold. If you could I change think. your fate. Would you? No, that actually sounds good. I'm going for, oh, I'm going okay. for the show here. Y- yeah. Because we are going to be reviewing The Haunting of Bly Manor. The sequel series to The Haunting of Hill House. We did do a baking bit on The Haunting of Hill House two years ago when The Haunting of Hill House came out on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this one came out. We thought, you know what? Let's do a follow-up. Now, this first part will be spoiler-free. Correct. We will not be giving any spoilers for this Netflix series here. In the first part, we will let you know when we're going to start spoiling it. So even if you haven't watched the show yet, mm-hmm. you can listen to this first part and hear our amazing and correct thoughts. Probably. Yes. I mean, if we agree, we'll see. <laughs> My correct thoughts. Well, the, you had a little bit of disadvantage. Actually, yes, I watched this one pretty early on. This one's been about around for about two weeks. And hopefully people have seen this if they even care to. I we, think those that were hyped for The Haunting of Hill House yes. have been waiting for this sequel series. And by the way, this is an anthology series, meaning... A lot of the same cast, totally different story and characters. Okay, let's let's get into that real quick. Because like Key and Peel, kinda. It's more like so. We I actually listened to. <laughs> I'm our, like interesting, but I, sure. I listened to our baking bit of Haunting of Hill House, mm-hmm. and back then they announced that they were going to be doing a sequel series, and all of us went, "Oh no, oh no!" You know, is it going to be a prequel? Is it, how are they going to continue the story? Yeah, because they did cap it off pretty well. And then we all kind of said, "We hope it is just a completely separate story," mm-hmm. and it was. This is a completely separate story. It has nothing to do with the first movie or first series, except they use the same actors, a lot of the same actors. Prominently. In main roles. Mm-hmm. So like you have, she played the daughter here. She played the, the one who played the daughter, Nell, in The Haunting of Hill House is the main character in this one. Yep. You have the dad in the... Henry Thomas. One, Henry Thomas playing the old one. He's playing uncle in this one. It's, it's just, it, it's a little, uh, I don't want to say unnerving because that's not the word. But kind of confusing at first, especially when Carla Giugino came in and I was like, oh, is she playing uh, this character from the previous movie and mm-hmm. her previous show? And if so, when, where does this fit in? But she has an accent this time around. <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> and Henry Thomas has an accent. <laughs> he was he may have like been the best one, though. He has a British person stuck in his throat <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> I felt like he was talking like this and it was distracting to me it's kind of hard to listen to right now i'm not gonna lie that's what it felt like though so this is from mike flanagan who is really like took over taken over horror in many ways like he did dr sleep that came out last year mm-hmm. also you, sh- you need to watch that one i i do yeah but you only have a that's with uh, obi-wan kenobi yeah yeah what's or his, name? What's his oh thank you <laughs> Sorry. and yeah. it's a fantastic movie one of my favorites of last year and he's but he done did oculus mm-hmm. uh he did uh Hush Before I Wake, uh, a Ouija, Origin of Evil. <laughs> yeah. Just looking at some of his bad movies here. Um, no, he's, yeah, I was going to say, and he Actually, did. Ouija, Origin of Evil is better than the first one. Just putting that out there. It really there, is. Wait, there's more than one about a board game? Ouija there's, is the first one. I hate calling it Ouija because it's like Ouija, but we, still. Ouija. <laughs> <laughs> wow. uh, but he is an up and coming horror director. And he does like the same cast. He's worked with Carla Gugino a ton. But I feel like it was a mistake. This time around. I feel like it was a mistake. If they're going to make an anthology make series. series. If they're, they're going to make an anthology series, they should have had a different cast of people. 
because right. now they kind of pigeonholed themselves where it's like, oh, are they going to have to keep using the same actors and actresses and all the future ones if right. they do more? Because like the lead in this one, her name is Victoria Pedretti and she is, and I'll give you the synopsis. It's, oh yes, we should give the synopsis. She the plays show. the au pair. And so it's after an au pair's tragic death, Henry, and Henry Thomas, hires Henry. a young American nanny to care for his orphan niece and nephew who reside at Bly Manor with the chef Owen, groundskeeper Jamie, and housekeeper Mrs. Gross. Now, this is based on uh, Henry James's The Turn of the Screw in 1898. It's been adapted a ton of times. Yeah, if you've seen uh, The Innocence or recently The Turning, I believe it's called. Came out this year. It's Um, horrible. There's a couple different adaptations of this, but essentially it's the same. A nanny goes and takes care of these kids. These kids seem to be a little in tune with spiritual things and crazy stuff happens. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the general overarc of all these. Right. And the house is a little bit mysterious, maybe haunted, maybe not. So, Kent, uh, why don't you do, you... do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? I'll go first. You saw it first, so you should yeah. go first. Uh, my This is a problem of expectation and result because my expectation for this was so sky high. Day was it w- that high? Yeah. Day one, I was like, yes, I can't wait because even though Haunting of Hill House became kind of sickeningly sweet by the end, I still loved the entire process. Right. From the first first two minutes... I was in love with that show and I went, that scared me. And then there were mysteries throughout the show where I'm like, I'm going to watch this again and feel rewarded. And I have seen it twice and I enjoy it both times, even knowing what happens. And I'm like, okay, there's good resolution. You've seen Haunting of Hill House twice. Yes. And I love the cast as well. Many of these people I'm not very familiar with other than the two parents in the show. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I loved it. And so I said, yes, and I love anthology series. And then I watched the first episode and I was like, oh, cool. That's that's a really slow setup. That's fine. That's fine. It's, uh, episode two. It took a while. I took Haunting of Hill House a little, a little while to kind of get Mm-mm. moving. No, no. I was, I, first episode I was in. I, the ending of the first episode, I was like, ooh, that was creepy. And then yeah. it moved into it. It revved up, I felt. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying yeah, okay. it took episodes. I'm saying it, you have and to And that's watch. the thing. I like slow burn. So I'm like, hey, by episode four, I mean, it's going to be really scary, I bet. And then it was never scary. And then there was like an interesting twisted episode on episode five. And I was like, oh, that's new. And then episode eight, which is the second to last episode. Because there's only nine episodes and they're about 50 minutes each. Yes. Episode eight told a completely original story, which I like the best. And then it ended in episode nine. And I walked away extremely disappointed. In the entire series. In the entire series. Two good episodes. You gave Haunting of Hill House A minus. Yes. So this this is not reaching that is what you're saying. This is C minus. Wow, that's a pretty big drop. Yeah. But still better than average. Yeah, no, the two episodes that I liked, and one of them was even a little too convoluted for for its own good. I wish the episode in, or the story in episode eight was more. I wish we actually saw that throughout the show because what the show did was create new rules with every episode. It's like, hey, it's not dark enough. It's not scary enough. And Mike Flanagan usually knows how to pay off things. But this felt like a J.J. Abrams type show where he's like, hey, wouldn't this be cool if we're never going to answer that? Uh, there are some ghosts here, yeah. which more seem like they're just copying the ideas from Haunting of Hill House. And there's no payoff with it whatsoever. And so I just didn't care. And by the way, it should not be called The Haunting of Hill House. It is not the haunting. haunting. Bly Manor? Yes, yeah, sorry. It shouldn't be called that. It is not haunting whatsoever. C minus. Okay. Joel? Um, so when Haunting of Hill House was coming around and like bubbling up and then when it got released, people were saying, this show is terrifying. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is the scariest show. And then as it was, as people were watching it, as it was airing, you hear people talk about 
oh man, that that one shot episode when they're doing it like a yeah, long take at the funeral. So impressive. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that car scare. One of the scariest moments in all history, like just terrifying. <laughs> a lot of hyperbole happening uh, here. People are talking about uh, the groundskeeper's daughter and like all mm-hmm. these things where it's like these horrifying things that you remember. The, the bent neck lady. Yes. All these elements from the first series people would talk about and then continued to talk about them. Like mm-hmm. you still would hear reference them for a while after. It's since died down. People don't really yeah. talk about it as much. But I, I remember that buzz about it. I didn't hear much any buzz no. about this one. People weren't really talking about it. So I went in watching it. Haunting of Hill House, I keep comparing the two. And oh, how that, could that, you might, that might not right. be fair. But at the same time, it's a, it's a giant manor that has ghosts in it and a family living there. So, mm-hmm. of course, there's got to be something right. comparison. Haunting of Hill House, as I watched it, I really was just tense the whole time, waiting for something bad to happen, waiting for the scares to come. Or something in the background. Something. Just something to give me the creeps. And I remember getting chills multiple times during Hill House. Mm-hmm. So I start this one. And yeah, first episode, not much going on there, honestly. It's kind of introducing all the characters and there's a couple creepy visuals yeah, uh, there's a ghost, for example, not a spoiler, but there's a ghost that has kind of glowing eyes. Yes. Like just bright circles for eyes. And that imagery was like, oh, okay, that's kind of yeah, a, it's creepy, cool set, that's huh? a creepy ghost. That's right. a visual, something original uh, visually that will stick in your brain. And then in the second episode, there was a scene that gave me chills. Like I actually messaged you, I believe. And I you said, did. oh man, that got me. The hide and seek game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the last time I got chills. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, this did not scare me. This was not scary. This did no. I never felt like, oh, man, I'm so terrified right now. Uh, in Haunting of Hill House, for example, they, they have ghosts in the background all over the place. Mm-hmm. They have that here, too. But it's not as noticeable and it's not as scary. Well, it doesn't fit. No, no. They explain it and we can get into this in spoilers. They explain where these ghosts came from. But it seemed like um, pandering for people yes. who liked it in season one. It's like, hey, remember that cool thing we did? Let's do it again, but make the ghosts even harder to find. Yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't scary. And I didn't feel like it was well done either. Um, like there was, there's characters there. I didn't care about most of the characters. Well, it's because they had almost nothing to do. The Owen is the chef. And we like the actor quite a bit. The only reason I like Owen the chef is because he played Ravi on iZombie. Yes. And I liked him as that. So I had I had a pre-existing liking towards him. So he came on the screen. I'm like, I like that guy. But guess what? He does nothing to no. add to the story. No. He really has no effect on the story. We'll get into right. that in the, spoiler, in the spoiler area. Okay. Um, but I just wanted to say that it wasn't scary. And it also, content-wise, I watched this on VidAngel. Mm-hmm. And some episodes... <laughs> Nothing filtered out. Right. And then other episodes, it was like 20 things filtered out because they decided to throw a few F-bombs in there or yeah. something like that. Or, or It felt a bit strange, actually. some nudity in there mm-hmm. randomly at one point. And it really did feel like they were kind of just forcing it because this could have been an easy PG-13 horror movie. Mm-hmm. But they wanted to kind of give it that edge of like, oh, look how scary we are when they really didn't have anything to be. They didn't have to meet. So, Zach, let me try to sell this to you. Imagine you're at a wedding party. And this woman with a bad <laughs> accent comes up and says, I'm going to tell you a ghost story. And then she tells you a ghost story for seven days straight. Yeah. And not only is she telling a story, it's like Wes Anderson telling a story where he's like, okay, so let's go back 20 years yeah, or two years and let's go back 
80 years. There's there's literally a part. There's there's multiple parts when there's a flashback within a flashback. And I'm like, how is she explaining this to a, a, a group of people? Like, and then whew, now we're back in this other time, but it's not this time. It's another time. And it's like, I, there's no way they needed to frame this like how I met your mother. I was going to say, and kids, that's how I met your mother. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. And then the groom at this wedding party. Greg Sestero from The, the Room. Actor. Greg Sestero? The I want to see it now. Well, he's awful. Like, I was like, he's horrible. I'm like, that guy's a bad actor. Oh, he's Greg in the first. You, <laughs> he's a you model. Can, you can watch like the first 20 minutes and see him. Perfect. And then you're done. I'm done. So, because I haven't seen a second can, of it, obviously. As far as scares, anyone can handle this. I don't even think they'll be that scared because the imagery isn't all that good. It's basically watch out for a ghost that wanders the house. Mm-mm. I was going to say, there's some imagery in here Mm-mm. that does stick with you. There's there's the there's a, there's a ghost that's kind of faceless. Yes, and that imagery is haunting. But where does it go? Well, I'm not saying it goes anywhere, but I'm saying the the visual of it. Yes, is that what works for me? So anyway, jumping back just real quick, I'll, I'll finish my thoughts here. We'll get into spoilers. This and I just it's not even expectation because I was kind of going into going in a sequel series, but it didn't live up to it. I just no. I didn't like it. I thought I didn't care about the characters. The scares weren't that good. The story was overly complicated and not that fulfilling. With way too many characters. Way too many. And I just did not feel like it met any of my expectations that were already kind of meh. So I'm going to give this two stars. Oh. The Haunting of Hill House was four. Yeah. This is two. Because I'm like, I don't want to watch this again. Now, for those who are saying you guys missed the point, the point of this show is not to be a horror show. This is to be a gothic romance. Yes. That takes place in the 80s. For some reason. Yes. We still haven't figured out why they need to put in the To have high-waisted pants because they're kitschy. But (laughs) no, this is a romance. They, spoiler alert. No, 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 no. Can't say spoiler alert in the pre-spoiler section. I want to so bad. Well, let's spoil it then. Let's spoil it. All right. So so you were mentioning Carla Gugino? Gugino. Wait, wait, wait. Is she a big deal in it? Well, hold on. We got to get in the spoiler. We got to let people know. How are we letting people know, Ken? Carla Gugino. Our house. In the middle, middle of our That's what you did. That was fly. the 8-bit on the Oh, on the are you serious? Oh, I think spoilers are perfectly splendid. I think they're perfectly splendid, and we can spoil them perfectly splendidly. Do you want to be perfectly splendidly spoiled? Splendid. Spoilers. Ugh. So the whole time while you guys were talking, I was like, Carla Gugino, what have I seen her in? I pulled her up and saw a picture of her in Haunting of Bly Manor, and I was like, who does she remind me of? And then I was like, she reminds me of Silk Spectre from Watchmen. <laughs> Because yes, she, she is. Uh, yes, she yeah, does. I felt very silly. It. I looked at like multiple pictures before I realized they were the same person. Yeah. Oops. Uh, I should have said this in the spoiler-free section because it is spoiler-free. Well, somebody jumped. But when you spoilers. hinge, when you hinge your entire premise on child actors, make sure they're strong performers because you these, didn't like them. They were inconsistent. There were parts where I'm like, that is actually very well done, and then other parts where I'm like, oh, you're reading lines. See, I feel like that was due to the script because I felt like I didn't care about these kids. I didn't care if they were in peril whatsoever. It's because you're a sociopath. You generally that, don't. Yeah. Hurt them because it just seemed like they didn't really have like I was like, are they creepy? Are they possessed? Yeah. It doesn't matter because the story lets the story go. So Zach, let, let's get that let's get this out here for Zach, and then anyone who's listening can follow along to our story. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna basically spoil the entire story. Go here. for it. I've only seen one meme of this that like that probably like it's it's you know expecting to be scared and then uh it's someone crying it says cries in lesbian <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's accurate no like, so this is I was you know, I've just this meme that keeps this, getting shared this is a story of a woman who is engaged to this guy 
and then realizes she doesn't like guys and or doesn't like guys. Mm-hmm. And so then she breaks up with him. And right when she breaks off the engagement, she's engaged to him. Right when she breaks off the engagement, he gets he gets out of the car because he's upset. And a car, another car comes by and kills him. And so it's like a very dark, sleepless in Seattle. Yes. No, wait, what's the other one? No, it's the other one. while you were sleeping. Uh, yeah, same. kind of. So then this ghost of her of her boyfriend with his uh, yellow, like it's like yellow the, the reflection of the headlights in his glasses follows her in the mirror. She, every mirror she looks in, she sees him standing behind her, which you think is going to have a big part to play because it should. Then she gets to this house and uh, did uh, I give consent to be spoiled? Yeah, I guess I did. Huh? <laughs> it's spoiler section. Zach. I'm never watching this. <laughs> Uh, you won't first 20 minutes for what's his name? Uh, Greg Sestero. Greg Sestero yeah, yeah. So then uh, can I'm, I'm going very broad here, but let me know yeah. if I miss anything important. So then she's an au pair, by the way, which I found out an au pair is someone who's it's a Mary Kate and Ashley movie, I believe. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's a, uh, a nanny. someone who cares for the kids, but they are they're paid in room and board and yes. a cultural experience, whereas a nanny is more of a paid position. Now, give the description of what the kids situation is because their parents have died. Yes. And it's supposed to have a big impact. In fact, they keep mentioning mm-hmm. the fact that they're, it's a huge thing that happened. They never really mentioned how they died, by the way. Oh, my gosh. They didn't. They don't. And, you know, they show flashbacks. It, it was to the a parents. skiing accident. Probably. When in doubt. But actually, everyone else dies in the house. And wow. it kind of makes sense because then they're stuck there. But these kids are just kind of well, troubled, especially the older son. But also kind of being possessed at the same time. So sometimes. there's these ghosts who uh, figure out that they can possess... Uh, the, the bodies of individuals there for a short time mm-hmm. as long as they say the trigger phrase oh. uh, it's you it's me it's not it's us it's us that's the thing it's you it's me it's us so uh, whoa I feel super possessed right now <laughs> yeah so and they, they just make that up too but then they can only present for a short period of time but then the ghosts go the, the ghosts come and go because they're popping around in their memories they have a hard time staying in place because all of a sudden they're like in a previous experience in their life the whole point is that these two ghosts want to get out of the house and they're trying to figure out a way and they figure out if they can possess the kids permanently, then they can get out of Bly Manor because they can't leave the property otherwise. And this is a former nanny and a former business partner. Of, of which uncle. you get two episodes dedicated to their backstory, that uh-huh. abusive backstory. Yeah. Cause. And you're supposed to believe that this relationship is like love. It's mm-hmm. not. So you have these ghosts that haunt around the manor and the only one you really need to worry about is the lady of the lake. It's this, it's this ghost that gets up out of the lake every night, walks the same path in the house, goes up to a bedroom and then walks back down. Mm -hmm. If you get in her way, she will grab your neck, break it and then drag you into the lake. Unless you're, unless you're a main character and then she will just choke you for a very long time and drag you into the lake <laughs> instead of breaking your neck immediately like everyone else she's touched. Oh, actually, can I bring up a plot hole real quick? Yeah, I like do. plot armor. That's great. You know how the she went to the parents' room every single night? The, the Lady of the Lake. In the West Wing. Yeah. Literally, don't go into the West Wing. They say that on the show. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't she see the parents? Why didn't the parents see her? All those years they lived in the house. Well, because they say you don't know when she's going to wake up. So Flora, the but little, she goes every night. The little, not every night. It's not every night apparently, because like the muddy footprints appear. Okay, and that only happens. A they couple lived times. there for years. <laughs> I know. So uh, maybe she was well. The triggered. Whole, they, they have this whole thing where it's like the ghost sleeps. You don't know how long she's going to mm-hmm. sleep. And then there's a little girl named Flora, who the little girl she's in tune. Like she has a dollhouse and she keeps track of where all the ghosts are. And they're actually just a cool some, effect. There's some cool stuff there. Where like there's a part when she when the nanny walks in the room and right when she walks in the room. The little girl's moving a little blonde doll across. Yeah. And there's a ghost like in the corner. And if you watch closely, there actually is a ghost in the corner mm-hmm. she walks by. So, you know, cool little things like that. Sure. Um, but the nanny, 
What can I say about her character, Kent? She's the worst. She starts out as a mousy, fragile mess, but she ends the show as a dead, mousy, fragile mess. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's no character arc there. No. She, she falls in love. And they say, and I think about what you're going to say, Kent, when you said spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. They say in the show at the end, after you've watched this entire scary story, they say at the end, that's not a, that's not a ghost story. That's a love story. Like, think about what Crimson Peak did, but effectively, where okay. that was a love story with ghosts sure. instead of a ghost story with love. Mm-hmm. This one was like, we're going to copy that, but, but do it worse. bad, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but not really have any effective scares whatsoever because mm-hmm. the entire last episode is just this love story of like, oh, by the way, the au pair, she comes back into the story after being missing for like two or three episodes. She dedicates herself to uh, be the vessel eventually for the Lady of the Lake to save the children. By having a Martha moment. Because she said magically, it's me, it's you, it's us. She didn't know the phrase, but she suddenly just... uh, The narrator actually says, says... She didn't know where it came from. She felt it in her heart and she said, it's you, it's me. It's us. So she starts to see this ghost uh, in like a couple years later, like stalking her in the mirror or in reflections. And then her ghost fiance comes to actually fight her battles. Oh, wait, he's not mentioned after episode four. Well, because here's the thing, Zach, they keep building up this fiance is like, oh, he's there haunting her. Mm -hmm. Like you see his hands on her waist sometimes. It's, It's creepy. It's a good imagery. It is. And then one episode, she's like, you know what? I like ladies. And then she throws her glasses in the fire and then the guy's gone. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, I should clarify. I <laughs> should clarify. Kind of it. I should clarify. She has a pair of his glasses, the mm. D glasses that he was wearing when he got hit, mm. I guess. And so she eventually throws those in the fire and then she's fine. She's good. And it's it's honestly like, what is that? Episode six? Mm-hmm. Meh. And there is a someone in the house. You kind of a, you kind of suspect that everyone in the house may be a ghost, although some people can leave it. So you're like, oh, okay, pretty clearly. They're not ghosts that are stuck. But in you the don't home. know the rules until later that they can leave. Because they make up the rules as they go. But there's a character right at the uh, beginning, for example, the housekeeper. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, do you want something to eat? She's like, oh, no, I'm fine. Thank you. And then the next time they eat, they're like, do you want something to eat? She's like, oh, no, I'm fine. Thank you. And I'm like, she's not eating. Like, they're making a point of showing that she's not eating. Probably the best character in the show for me. Yeah. Although I did. So her episode was episode five. And it's a whole thing where they, they, they make up the rules as they go, Zach. Dream visitation. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So in episode five, you're jumping from memory to memory to memory of this housekeeper character. It's a cool idea. It is. That they didn't bring in till last half of the but season. It, I, I actually messaged Ken at this point and I said, am I supposed to be confused? And he said, yes and no, because I think they were trying to be clever. But just didn't stick the landing or no. just didn't see it through they, they kind of wobbled the whole way. It was like know. they weren't quite well, getting it. And at that point, she was a ghost. Not everyone could see the ghost, but everyone could see her and she could interact with everything, not knowing she was a ghost. Oh, my gosh. How can the ghost physically interact with so much? What difference does it make if you're dead or not? If you can physically interact with everything around you, they just wipe their hands, pick up a mug, doesn't matter, pick up a cup, hey, wash they a do it in Casper and it's cute. But at least Casper knows he's dead. That's true. I, I really was disappointed in that because then uh, there, it actually is kind of a cool twist, but I was so confused by that point. Honestly, guys, if we weren't reviewing this for Bacon Cell, I probably wouldn't have finished. Yeah. Probably around that episode. Really? Which like, is oh. too bad because episode eight, they do this black and white episode to show that it's back in olden times. To and show it's, that time had it's passed. The story, it's <laughs> the, the, first, story, yeah. the first Haunting of Hill House had this amazing one take shot that yeah. was like cleverly shot. And they're like, what can we do? 
what if we shot an episode in black and white? And it's still the same house with like, it still looks like the house from the 80s, but they just put a black and white filter on it, basically. <laughs> yeah. But the same story time. they tell is this story about two sisters, one who was pretty puffed up and the other one was like her submissive sister. And uh, one got married and she was starting to die. She, mm-hmm. I forgot what she had. Which sister? Consumption or something. Oh yeah, Viola. tuberculosis, yeah. The and lung, I think they call it. And it's this actually really cool 40 minute black and white scary story where it tells how she got stuck there. She becomes Lady of the Lake and how her hmm, uh, the whole episode is cool, but they say her death gravity keeps everyone who dies on the property attached to the house. Death gravity. It's my band's name in college. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What? And uh, the episode is cool. In fact, I said, I want to see that series. But not the one then, I'm watching. But even then, Zach, I like how we keep talking to Zach. This is also the youth listener. Yeah, I'm, I'm the well. Zach man. is our anchor here. Yes. Yeah, uh, so they speaking of anchor. The whole point is that it's these two sisters and the one uh, and and a husband, and not between both of them, but the one of them is married. Okay. And the one that's married gets jealous of the other one, and she ends up taking all her jewels and fine linens and mm-hmm. silks and everything that's of value and brings, because she's dying at this point, and she puts them in a trunk and locks it and says, promise me you'll never open this unless you, the key, our daughter is the only one who have the key, no yep. one else, basically saying, don't give it to my sister. And then bad things happen kind of around this trunk uh, after she passes. Her sister's going through it, and she gets killed, which is a cool moment. It is. But then they throw the trunk in the lake and the trunk becomes the woman mm-hmm. because I'm pretty sure she was buried in the church where her tombstone was. But for some reason now she's in the lake. Yeah. What? Death gravity, Joel. <laughs> what? <laughs> this sounds horrible. And she loses her face because she loses her memories and walks the, that is kind of a grounds. cool concept about how the longer you stay as a ghost, she's the, the absolute more, best part of the show, the more featureless you get and you yeah. get kind of the smooth face and there's, like because little, you're forgotten. Yeah, you, you forget who you are. And so like she's oh, going, forget. She's going right. through these motions of mm-hmm. she, she sleeps, she wakes, she walks, and then she sleeps again. Yeah, It's and, you, it's me, it's us. But then she suddenly remembers at the end that she has a kid, I guess, or had a kid. It's mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. And I really don't understand, like I said, it's that plot armor where it's like yeah. she broke everyone's neck. And it's creepy when the one guy, he just happens to get in the way and she just grabs brakes and drags him off. And yeah, it's so it's like visual. super fast. Oh, it's very creepy. But if you're a main character... Of course not. Yeah, there's actually two main characters right at the end that get choked, but not neck broken. Mm-hmm. Come on. So it's kind of disappointing. The more I think about the show, the less I like it. Yeah. Sorry. It was just too bad. I'm sorry. Like even for if they did a season three. You, you're so you you were jazzed on it because you liked the first one. Yes. Now you wouldn't even care if they did a third. I probably wouldn't do a bacon bit on it. That's for sure. Wow. Mm. I wonder if we we're going to do a bacon bit on this one, honestly, because like I said, there hasn't been buzz. Who's going to listen to this? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. But Zach, let me spoil the ending for you. Okay. The ending for yeah. you. So like, he, like Kent said, they're how I met, how I met your mothering it. And you have uh, Carl Giugino telling this story. And, and instead of a trumpet, it's a moonflower. Yes. And then uh, you get there to French the horn. end French and horn. she's like, <laughs> and that is my story. And they're like, oh, okay. They all leave. And the bride sticks around. She's like, oh, I thought you were making that up at first. Well, I should clarify. When the nanny back in the day, okay. when, they, when, they, when the ghosts, when they finally put the ghosts at peace by saying the magic words... And then they lived for you know, years after with her fine, but then she sees the ghost and ends up dying. Mm-hmm. The old pair does she because she's possessed like partially or somehow she kills herself, so she doesn't hurt anyone. But before else. that, okay. they talk they talk to the cook and all that, and they find out the kids don't remember anything about blind memory. Like their minds have been wiped of it. They remember living there, but they don't remember anything about it. Because why? 
so then it gets to the end and Carl and Carla Giugino's finishes her story. Everyone leaves and the bride sticks around. She's like, Oh, I'm so sad. I might lose my husband one day. And she's like, Oh, but the love you have is so, so great. And then she says, I thought you were making that story up at first. And, uh, Carla Giugino says, why do you say that? And the, the bride says, well, because my middle name is Flora, just like the little girl. That's just kind of funny. And she's like, Oh, is it? Hmm. And they go into the wedding and you find out that it is the little girl and the boy and the uncle and the cook. And it's like, so the whole point of this story (laughs) is an old woman (laughs) trying to ruin, trying to bring back the worst trauma of a kid's life (laughs) on her wedding day. I just don't get it. It's supposed to be sweet. And then at the very end, so Carl Giugino's like, what? Carla Giugino's like, oh yeah. And my dead, my dead fiance, Mm -hmm. every time she, uh, like, she appeared in the, the ghost appeared when she looked in the water. So she looks in the water every night. So every night she pull, fills up a bathtub, stares into it. And then she says that she cracks the door open a bit and sleeps in front of it every night, just hoping that the ghost will come visit her, the, the, the ghost of her fiance, dead fiance, which the last scene she's in a hotel room. She puts a, like one of those office chairs, like little bucket office chairs in Facing front of the, the table. Door. And then cracks the hotel door open a bit and somehow falls asleep on this uncomfortable chair and the door cracked. And I'm like, you're just asking to be robbed. And then as it pulls back, you see a hand resting net gently on her shoulder. With the ring. With the ring that she gave for her fiance. fiance. The end. So a lot of people do attribute that to the memory of the Lady of the Lake had died within Danny, who was also dead in the lake. The and now bag. Danny could come back as a ghost and bring joy to her fiance but it just wasn't scary the gardener yeah huh stupid <laughs> so i mean i that thing is like, it's I, it's a pretty show oh uh-huh. it looks, it looks nice it but it looks exactly like haunting of hill house yeah. like it, it it's high quality production like the set looks good the the lighting is good the coloring is good it's fun to watch but just the story wasn't there no. so if you watched haunting of hill house and liked it this year, you should just rewatch that. Yes. Yes. Instead of this. That would be the way to go, Zach, because I feel like after uh, Haunting of Bly Manor ended, a trailer for Haunting of Hill House came on just on the automatically. Mm-hmm. And I was watching it going, oh, I do like that show. Oh, yeah. we didn't even talk about my accent. So my accent at the very beginning, my, oh, yes. uh, the, the Scottish, Scottish one. So one of the characters who plays, oh, what is his name, Kent? His name is Oliver Jackson Cohen. He was in The Invisible Man. Yeah. So he, uh, play, he played Peter in the he show. He plays kind of this sleazeball guy, this rob, this thief, they call him. And it's, I, I'm guessing he's American. Is he American? He is American. Oh, no, no. He's born in England. What? Yeah. Born in West, West, Westminster, London, England. How did his nationality go British. so terribly? It's still a different country, Kent. <laughs> I get that, but still. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's a greater United Kingdom. So in, in Haunting of Hill House, he plays the drug addict brother. And in this one, he plays the Scottish thief who sometimes his accent gets so hard to tell. So tight. Wow. And it got kind of... Oh. And, and Henry Thomas, the dad or the boy from E.T. who plays the dad in the other yeah. series and he's the uncle in this one. Yeah. He has an evil demon side because like a Smeagol thing going on there. And it doesn't make sense other than the fact that his his brother was like, you have a dark side and your dark side will haunt you. And then even though he's not on the property of the house, he has an evil demon side. 
It's because when he was a kid, an alien touched his <laughs> finger. Well, when he that's was a kid, how it happens. When he was a kid, he did live at Blind Manor, and some and he does talk about how he had a friend there who was a soldier, and there is a soldier ghost. So there, but there the ghost can't leave it. the property. They can't, and he was was another property. But he had a psychotic breakdown when he was having an affair with his brother's wife. There's no logic here. There is no logic here. Yeah. Although Henry Thomas, as bad as his accent was, because I didn't, I really had a hard time with his accent. Mm-hmm. He's still a good actor. Yes. Yeah. I, I I think it's you know I. I really don't know why he hasn't been a more. He makes his turn at the end because you shouldn't like his character. Like yeah. at the beginning, you're like, I don't care about your character. Then you, he's despicable. And then in the end, you're like, yeah, 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 please survive. Like he's, he's that good in the role. Huh? Yeah. In a weak script that he's still redeemable. And I really didn't like the main girl either. What's nope. her name? Uh, Victoria, Victoria Pedretti. Yeah. I, I, I think her, I think her script honestly said, um, can you do this line and then sit there with a dumb look on your face uh-huh. and then walk to this room, but keep the dumb look on your face. Like every time it's like this half mouth open, eyes wide. That's her scared face, Joel. But she does it so much. It's her scared face. I just don't think the script was there for anyone. Not the kids, not the actors. I think the yeah. kids are the actors, but no one. Okay. Well, I feel like we're bashing on this way too much for, for proportionally for how bad it is versus how good it is. Mm-hmm. I do think the little boy, uh, Miles, the guy who plays Miles, he, the little actor, when he was being creepy, because mm-hmm. there's parts when he's supposed to be intentionally creepy because he's being possessed by the... Like telling the story about the puppets, for example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It pulls you in. Yes. You're like, okay, that kid's got to... That kid's good. And I do think the little girl, Flora, when she was vulnerable, like when you when you were, when she was a teenager, you felt bad for her. Like you're like, oh, no, 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 because you like her. She's yeah. the little adorable British girl. But you just don't know why you're supposed to feel for these kids. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of a Boy. bummer, huh? Yeah. Well, it sounds like the real ghost story was the love we found along the way. <laughs> <laughs> Too true. Uh, let us know what you thought of Haunting of Bly Manor. It's... We're, we're just two voices that are always right. You know, we don't want to put any words in your I mouth. I agree. Yeah. See? Uh, but let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter what you thought of Haunting of Blind Matter, if you're planning on watching it. And if not, if you're not planning on watching it and you made it this far, congratulations. You don't have to now. You saved yourself nine hours. So thank you for listening to the Haunting of Blind Manor Bacon Bit. <laughs> British person stuck in his throat <laughs> the whole time. <laughs>